0: Plants, what's up man hey dj it's good to see you bro. man it's good to see you we hadn't i saw you it's been a couple months since i met you yes uh one time and uh we had a little bit of conversation yes and after five minutes of conversation said don't i told you I, I remember saying this said don't tell me nothing else yeah because you want <laughs> we're we gonna get on here and talk yes, about all this yes, stuff. yes 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 but um just so everyone knows i mean mm-hmm. basically you have led a interesting lifestyle up until now mm, thank you and DJ. had a great life Pleasure. and you've uh been um what you went from oil field to to engineering, mm-hmm. right. To um, working for the uh, FBI, and, the FBI, yes. And sir. now you're not no longer there anymore, yep. and you're on a, a mission now. Yes, sir. So um, I just want to talk about. Can you walk me through from the beginning all the way to where we're at
1: now? With just the FBI story, let me give you a little bit where I come Everything. from, My man. Lead up to <clears> it. <throat> Let's so do it. <clears throat> I'm a little boy from Cotton Valley, Louisiana. Um, you're literally the K through 12 at Cotton Valley. It's a U shape, you go down on one end, you come all the way to the other 12th grade you walk out with a diploma. You know what I'm saying? And I had the greatest time there with the greatest people in the world. It was my Island. You know, everybody there, um, didn't have any resources though. Yeah. was literally the kid without me doing the uphill both ways. I was on the free lunch program. That'll tell you, you know, like Ooh, hurting pretty bad. Yeah. So my mama, um, who's unbelievable part of my life, um, uh, was Chris man? You got to get out of town to do something. I had done the kid uh, DJ. You'll love this. The kid that had already worked a couple summers underage, You ain't supposed to in the old field. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I got to you know pay some bills. But anyway, so, um, Mama, had, I was seventeen when I graduated, a little bit young, but but I wanted to go to the army, and I always it was neat to me, and I was something I wanted to do. Something why, got why it. Do think, why do you think? Why do you think
0: you want to do that, brother? What, what look? What was appealing yes, about it?
1: I'm gonna go a lot like DJ. I, I I always wanted, I, I've never been in MMA like you, right, like, yeah. but I always wanted to fight, I and I've you. always been a scrapper and a fighter right. to some degree. Not at your level, by no, any I'm not, means, I'm not and at, I no would front. not want to get no <laughs> octagon with you, but um, I was always a fighter, and there was always something truly, and you very well know about me, it's going to come back around, God and country, you yeah. know, and family, But and, and, and now I don't do that, I, and I'm sorry, DJ, I'm to the end, but... I do God and family, and I don't know about the country right now. Yeah, but, I hear you. Um, uh, and, and, man, I got that opportunity. I was always excited about being in the Army. My recruiter didn't lie to me. I wasn't that guy. Actually, and I'm going to give you some weird thing. Mama signed me in at 17. She cried like a baby signed me in. And but man, you, Was it hard to convince her? No. She, so was, she, she, she knew, she knew, knew this to. was an unbelievable yeah. opportunity for yeah. me. And it was. DJ, you're not going to get me on the other side. In fact, I'm going to tell you something just really quick that you're going to laugh at. I was at boot camp, and, you know, of course, boot camp is is hell. Yeah. And um, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't think today I would sign up to go back to it again. <laughs> I'm telling you, DJ. I don't know what it would take to get me back. But anyway, um, I was eating, and we never got three meals a day. Whatever. Yeah, right. And – Somebody was fun, and I was like, boys, I put on like 10 pounds. This is pretty good stuff, you know? Anyway, so uh, went from there. Man, um, uh, uh, early, uh, barely 19, um, I know this is going to be old for you, DJ, but the desert storm, true, the yeah, first yeah. desert storm breaks out. Unbelievable, God, I'm telling you, man, and I know you might say this is crazy. Bam, I was gone. The Cotton Valley boy got to go to Egypt, go through the Suez Canal, um, go through the Red Sea, end up in uh, uh, Dubai, and go through, anyway, the Port of Iran, all this stuff, yeah. Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Iraq, uh, neat, 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 neat career, unbelievable career in the Army that I would never, with unbelievable guys like you that God put in my life that had in my back to the day we left. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, um, just unbelievable guy, had an unbelievable uh, Army career. I uh, just can't say enough about it. We were fighting for the right things at the right time. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the ugly side of it, you know, but that haunts you a little bit. But my point is, um, uh, got out of the army and then I did the little old deal where you done missed, you know, some time, uh, straight out of high school, going yeah. to college, but my window hadn't shut on me. And I went to tech, Louisiana tech university. Um, first person in my, uh, family to get the traditional college degree yep. as you called it. Yep. And went over there and signed up, and I remember I, they were like, what do you want to do, and you know, I, I don't have a clue, but I signed up for engineering, and then some people that really knew me were like, man, Chris, you're going to be gone in day one. You've never even heard of the word calculus, and I hadn't. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, and then just I just got it somehow, and uh, I never was good. This is going to be hilarious. Did you? I never was good. This is going to be funny at 2 plus 2. But you go A plus B plus C plus YXZ, and I got it, like, uh, or then, you know, not now. (laughs) You got to do that stuff. But anyway, so uh, did that, um, got my degree. I worked for just two or three years as an engineer, and um, I got a call from the FBI around 2002, and um, uh, it wasn't long after 9-11. And um, they said, uh, Chris, man, uh, they they were going through some restructuring on – not as much law enforcement as we need some diverse degrees. And uh, literally, they said, man, you got an Army degree. You've been overseas. You've been in combat. Um, you got an engineering degree now. Yeah. And we would like for you to come to work for us. And then I went through about it's, – it's a very rigorous um, recruitment process. I went through about nine months, um, got hired, went into what I thought was and was at that time, DJ. All this is going to flip in just the last couple of years. The greatest career I could ever have, man. I uh, got to work. Re- so I go to Little Rock, Arkansas. I worked. True, it was called the squad was called VCMO, which means Violent Crimes Major Offenders. Dudes that you would be like, I got to get that guy off the street. Yeah. And we bought major dope. I had. I remember. I was three days in, and I'm getting in the vehicle with one of my best friends ever. Still best friend. We made the SWAT team together. First SWAT team. And um, uh, I'm like, what are we doing today? He'd been there about a year. And he's like, yeah. dude, we're going to go buy cocaine. I'm like, that stuff's real? <laughs> you know, I was like, I thought the uh, dude's in Florida. What's the uh, Miami yeah, uh Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Yeah. I'm like, no. He goes, and we went and bought our first ounce. It was just an ounce of cocaine, but I was like "Just an ounce. mystified, you know. But no, nah, man. We,
0: this is all in Little Rock. Little Rock. Little Rock. So what was your uh, – so what was the recruitment process like? Oh, question.
1: Um, man, you know. Like, so, so they called you
0: and they said, okay, I'm looking for someone. Yep. that They wanted someone that had some a degree, some sort of. you got to you know, have a degree. Yeah, some sort of intelligence other than just combat, right? Yes. Yeah. And
1: that was the, so the boat. In fact, the day that I got my orders to Quantico, and this was when I'm through with recruitment, that was what the low recruiter said. She goes, Chris, you're in this room because of your Army and your combat experience. And you have an engineering degree, is right. what she
0: said. Right. Okay.
1: So, because d- dudes do this all the time, and you could probably care less. I don't know, DJ, but the worst thing you can do if you're trying to go to the FBI, and I would not suggest that right now, but if you're trying to, and I get it, you're a young man, you've seen the movies, but my point is, the worst thing you can do is get a criminal justice degree. That's horrible. <laughs> horrible. It's funny right because
0: man. my wife was. Uh, she's. Uh, um, army and then directly into law enforcement. Yeah. And then she got her, uh, master's in psychology and criminal justice. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, now but she's psychology's working, good. But yeah. now she's working on her master's in, um, uh, her MBA, um, with, the. Uh, data analytics. So I was like, I said, shit. Now that you're talking, I'm like, shit, yeah. they may call her one day. But like, hey, <laughs> try DJ, she's a you married up. She's a I lot know, smarter I know, than right? you. Man. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> tougher too. <laughs> tougher. But but what I was going what I was going to get at is uh-uh, like, uh, when I asked you that, is like, most people on the outside looking in, okay, on the outside looking in, what did what did you think you were getting into, and then how did it change when you're in it?
1: Oh, dude, there is no doubt, and and I'm getting older, but there was one movie was what I thought I was getting into. Yeah. Point Blake Yep. What? Point Break, Point Break, Point Break, yeah, dude. So I'm surprised you even know that movie, did yeah. you? Yes. So I was wanting to be the surfer that was chasing bank robbers, and I actually, believe it or not, VCMO because of the violence of a bank robbery, um, I got to do some true old bank robbery things, which yeah. was cool. Man, I'm telling you, I had the glorified career. You were asking about the recruit the recruitment. If you don't mind me, so the one of the first things you do, you take a a test that is just. Like it, it's literally like the ACT, meaning from uh, eight to about noon. Okay. And and the worst part of it is, and they'll tell you, and I always fell into what they told you, even in fire instructors. I got to be a fire instructor, but I just went with, forget everything you learn and, and learn what we learned because right. oh they're good and they were good. But anyway, um, I showed up for this test. All I had was a pencil, and then but they don't really tell you what's going on. So you'll see a guy in like uh, dressed up to work out. With a, or you'll see another person had a satchel full of books and a backpack. I mean, backpack full of books and and a calculator. You know, yeah. it's like, and uh. But anyway, so it's kind I, of like on Men in Black when it goes. It's in, a little know, bit when like he go, that. when he goes
0: in and take the test with all yes. those different people, and then he's the only one that was different. Yes, <laughs> and the, pulling the chair. Yeah. side. Yeah.
1: and um, uh, not that they don't give it to you, but then do you believe you know what they are? What you are fixing to do? You know, so um. I went in there, though, and, and they told me most of it's a psychology test. That That's you're what I was going to ask about. next year. Almost uh, 80% of it is. What do you think they're looking for? Dude, I still to this day. Do you think they're looking for something. The, someone who's malleable? To this day, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you this, and then I'll tell you what I think. But yeah. I don't know. They never should go over these scores again. Never. But I think they were going specific on the psychology with a, with a certain um, medium on something. Yeah. The truth. Is the, is number one though? Yeah, truth is number one because that was the only, only piece of advice I got. Don't do your answers the way you think they want them, or the first one you will remember, that out. the fifth one you will remember. They just rearrange the questions and change them up. The the two hundred and eighty one. If you're doing that, you're in trouble. So you got to be honest. You got to be honest so it's, about it's whether you yeah. like one of them. DJ, I'll give you is uh, if you walked in on a. Uh, uh, mm, Gas station robbery, would you be a good witness? Would you try to help fight? Um, would, would would you run? Yeah, that's a good question. Know? But, like, here's my thing. I think it depends on the
0: day for no, me. No, you, you know what I mean? you got to right. have more you, than right. that.
1: Yeah. But that's all I give you. Yeah, that's all I give you. And, yeah. and, 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 and you got to figure out, you know, where you would really. But I went with my heart on where I would be with all yeah. of those. And, of course, I believe. Now, don't get me wrong. If, would you, you know, take a uh, a knife out and try to kill the guy, you know? Yeah. Now, I get you, yes, if he was hurting people. But right. That's not the scenario, and, and I think if you're that, that they're like, no, nah, we don't want that, you know. But um, So, uh, but I'm going to tell you the, my funny part of it, because I had the engineering degree, but, you know, when you get the engineering degree, you never do that crazy math again. Yeah. And so um, I had not done any math, and part of it is a true math test. But not, they still have the geometry, like get the angle. or right. this. Of course, they had this one on there. You're going to remember one of these, D.J., the the train leaves Chicago going fifty five miles an yeah. hour, blah, blah blah blah. And there's <laughs> another <laughs> one coming from Detroit How one many, many, yeah, time. Yeah, know, like so I thought if I had a chance it was the math, right? But I hadn't done it so long. I don't know if I answered four or five and I was like, man, I'm done. Yeah. So I'll go back out to the hall and this recruiter at the time, her name was Karen Jenkins, and just a a joy to be with. But she uh she says, How are you doing? And then then there's this guy in the room that's got all of his medals. You know, I'd been out of the Army. He's dressed in his Class A's, and he looks awesome. And he's got the chest bowed out, you know, like DJ. And (laughs) And I said, Miss Jenkins. And she's like, yeah. I go, you see that guy over there? She says, yeah. I said, you need to go talk to that guy because I'm done. (laughs) And she said, well, maybe you did better. And she called me back later and goes, Chris, you did great. You know, so. Um, that was the recruiting. Okay. Recruiting. So now, don't get me wrong, DJ. There's. So you go from that to another test. To hey, meet me at the park, and then do some running and some sit ups. Oh, stuff. so and, so
0: it's it's a so it's a, a academics first. And then well, physical.
1: That that test is for you. Got to keep passing every time. But it's show. all
0: psychological academics, right? So it's academics, yes, but, it's it, all but psychological. underlying psychological tests. It's, and then you go into the, the yes, training yes, part, yes, physical yes, training. Yes,
1: yes, and you got to be able to, you know, run so fast, uh, much like the army test um, that I had been, you know, done before. You know, what's
0: interesting is that you have to qualify physically. I guess you have to. I would say it's got to be more rigorous than just a regular police officer, right? Oh, it yeah. is. Right, it is. Right. And
1: I'm not putting down a regular no, police officer. No, no, I love no, them, dude. But that's a huge, th- but but no, a huge thing. No, it is. Like where they, you know. <clears throat> it is. All of it is like, and I'm going to give you the firearms. And don't, uh, there again, law enforcement, local police law enforcement officers are above us. We're not yeah. above them. They handle more stuff every day in their communities. They are the bomb, and I love so many of them, and they're my best friends. I was not better than them. But I'll give you an example. They qualify with their guns once a year. Right. We qualify four times what a year. Yeah. You know, That's where and, I was going with it. Um, so it's just uh, and and this is sad because um, really we don't have the money. But you know, in theory, the FBI's got all the money, so we got more money for that kind of stuff. Because right. the locals would would spend their budget on just ammunition. You know, yeah. where they just send all the ammunition. You know, you basically want to the to the field officers. You know, yeah. so um, yes, though. Um, uh, w- you know, we have to pass a. Physical test every year, right? And this is nothing against law enforcement officers. I wouldn't want no part of them fight, right? But they don't after exactly. they get out. That's, of That's up what I was that's, up. What I that's what I wanted because it. we've had that conversation
0: yes, on here, and my wife bitches about it all the time because she stays in shape. Yes, sir. you know. But like, we we've had that conversation on here with other people and people I've talked to, and you know, your side is working for government, or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, that yeah, that there's an issue there. But either way, the, um, so moving forward, mm-hmm. you, y'all were so you get through all the recruitment, mm-hmm. and then you're what two days in. With three, your, days three days, yeah, day day buddy. And y'all yes. go buy some yes. cocaine. So yes. what happens? Tell me what happened.
1: Oh, uh, oh no, it was just man, it was the first time I had seen a real buy. Um, uh, we got a source at the time. Sometimes you do it with sources. Most of the time, you do it with what we call sources. What division? some people
0: you were at the. What did you say I was was at Little Rock at this time. But what was the name of the... VCMO,
1: Violent Crime Major Offenders. And it was the greatest squad and half the squad was on the SWAT team. So you know I get there, much like you, DJ. Those are the boys at the big table, you know? Yeah. So, um, but went out, did a deal, bought it, recorded everything and I'm like, this is, so I am getting to do point break to to some degree. I'm like, greatest thing in the world and I got that and I'm not skipping ahead, DJ, but I got that for another 15 years, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Not long after that, uh, made the, the uh, it's all FBI SWAT teams, but each office has their own. I made the F- Little Rock FBI team. Um, got to go to Quantico and train with HRT, which is the hostage rescue team, which is really the national, you know, um, FBI team, and they are phenomenal. Um, they just get more. There again, they get more training. They do. So they don't work cases. They train every day for yeah. SWAT, um, and they are, and they are really really good. DJ, but um, and they're so cool. They have a warehouse up there, and I mean, you stop me when you because I, you know, me, no, go for it. They have a warehouse, a huge warehouse, um, uh, and it's got walls that will move so you can rearrange it into different houses. Gotcha. And I'm talking about the whole thing move walls, move walls, move walls, or um, up in the air is an airplane hung up so you can train on airplane okay. stuff if you want. Um, but but with the FBI, man, that's another cool part, and I'm just going to give you this one. Um, at Little Rock. Um, uh, the and I know it's not the Dallas Airport, but the Little Rock, you know, National Airport. Um, hey, we're going to shut down uh, the left side, and FBI SWAT gets to come in and train all day. You yeah. know, and it's just you don't get that at the local. Well, my question know, is, stuff. how
0: many agents do you think are um, deployed, like per state?
1: How many agents does the FBI have per yeah, state? Yeah, is that what you're getting? Yeah. At? So, man, um, like a state like um, Louisiana is one of the smallest states. Right, Little Rock, Arkansas is the smallest field office. Louisiana is right there beside it, so they might have like 200 agents for the whole okay. for the whole state. Um, but uh, uh, nationwide, which you know, um, New York's going to have a bunch of agents. Of course, thousands Why is that? of agents. Man, there's just so much <clears throat> more population, more crime. And and uh, you know, it's close to Washington D.C., so right. then you start getting the the spy stuff going on. Uh, lots of different squads doing different things, um, or like for sure New York City, the white collar, the big banks. You know, yeah. so you just got have more and more and more people. Okay, um, and so they send a lot of of agents when you're at Quantico and you graduate on about eight. I'm sorry, not when you graduate, about eight weeks in. They have a night where they give you your orders and we joke and say it's some drunk monkeys down in the basement just to throwing, throwing your name at a map because <laughs> it makes no rhyme or reason like literally I'm gonna give you two in my class. A dude from um, uh, Connecticut goes to San Diego. Huh. A dude from San Diego goes to Connecticut. <laughs> you know But there's in theory they're supposed to be looking at what's that guy good at? right? What do we need in San Diego? And they throw out the where you're from. I don't care yeah, where you're from, matter. you know. And uh, and then there's no swapping around. But in the class, uh, when you, man, at that time, and, I, and I'm gonna tell you, DJ, I, I love that specific rule. Like you got to take big boy rules, right? Yeah. And we and they went over that many times. You right. got to take what you get. And um, so um, um, I got a Little Rock, but but if you got um, if you were in the class and you got New York, they got they walked up to you and gave you an apple, man. And of of <laughs> 32 of us that gra- start with 50. Graduated with about 32. Um, like 8 to 10 people got the Apple. You know what I'm saying? So
0: started, you said it started with 50. You graduated yeah. with 30. So 18 people didn't make the cut. Didn't
1: make it. And, what, and For you know, what reasons? Dude, almost always. Psychological? Uh, not psychological, but there's – so it's an MBA program. Okay. While you're doing Army stuff, and, man, let me t- and I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to have to tell me to move on. No, you're tonight. good. No, I'm a, no, but you're up 10, there. <clears> you're up there, and then and I seen it. I had a dude that has master's from Harvard in um, financial – uh, whatever, you know, I'm not good at those turns. Yeah. But he, he's brilliant. He's a little bitty guy, but he's brilliant. He can run all day. And he was a good shot when it, when we got to doing all that. But when when they went, part of the time you're going to be drill sergeant, MBA program with basic training. Okay. So when we <clears> went <throat> the first time for the basic training part down to the gym, and we didn't even get to the gym, it was outside basic training stuff, they were running around and hollering at us. He had never seen that. He freaked out. And we finally get back to the. How do you freak out? Dressing you room. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. He was sitting down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that thousand yard stare. And I know. There, so there was, you know, three or four of us that had been in the military in there, and we were just, you know, like it wasn't near as bad as basic training. You know what I'm getting at? Plus, I'm a lot older and all this stuff. And, but it wasn't that bad physical either. But yeah. anyway, um, and he looks up at me. and He goes, "Chris, was that what army life's like?" And I go, "Man, buddy." That really wasn't that bad. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But he did, of yeah. course. He did, man. So um, it's just, so I guess <clears throat> that rigorous
0: part of it, some people didn't make it through.
1: It, you know, truthfully, that's what I was going to say to you, and I apologize. I get are no, good. Bad. About two of them, about two of them of the, what did I give you, the uh, 18 or something? Yeah. Didn't make the... The um, grades. The, yeah, they don't the make grades. the grades. Classic. About two of them, it was physical. Uh, about two of them, it's firearms. Firearms will freak some people out that yeah, have never makes sense, never shot before. It's hard for me to contemplate that, but no, I, know. I, I grew up
0: around it. So no, you, I know. You got, if you grew up around yep. it, you don't understand people so not getting it. Yeah.
1: About two of them literally going to get hurt. About two of them, one of them rang the bell. And then the others, it's the it's the switching from literally literally fighting. Not that we would fight like you and him and right. it, but we would fight. Right. And they would try to teach us some guard and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But... You went from that to taking a legal test, right? Can you do that, yeah. DJ? You know Honestly, what I'm saying? So but, you, be and you could. There's nothing you can't do. But my, you need to be well-rounded. You got to be well-rounded. Yeah. But um, back to the uh, shooting, because I got to be a firearm instructor at Quantico for a little while, and I got to see it from the other side, and it's so cool. But um, you'll, you'll, they'll say on number one day, who in here has never shot before? So when I went to the army, they did the same thing, and you'll have one or two hands out of fifty, right? When we do that, at, when they did that at Quantico, over yeah. half the class will raise their hand. Never shot a gun That's before. That's crazy. I guess because they want the academics too. Yeah, they want the academics, and then you get a lot of people from the Northeast. Right. They don't even they don't you know believe access, in guns yeah. or have access. And then and then this last thing, John, it because I got it when they taught it to me. Why do those people have so much problems is, and and I, me and you never think about this, but there's a violent explosion going on in front of your face. Yeah. Mean you never even think oh, about yeah. that explosion, but <laughs> them people they're thinking about that yeah. violent explosion going yeah. off. You
0: know, <laughs> no, it makes sense. I mean, I remember being young and somewhat nervous. You know, but yes. I was more nervous about the gun kicking me because mm-hmm. I was shooting a big ass gun. It wasn't, it, was it, us, it wasn't because I, it was the shooting part. Yes. You know, I guess because you grew up, you knowing that's what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, all right, so go through all that. Um, you're buying drugs. Yeah. Start buying drugs. Yes. How long do you? How? Do, what does that look like? So, because my thing is like. I got to air out. So we got to air out some of this cuz people mm-hmm. are like all cool. people people look and watch TV so mm-hmm. much. I want to know how much accurate accuracy there is there like relatable to the to the television part, you know, the series, the shows and stuff. Where you see Dude, like
1: I ruin. my wife tells me all the time, "Chris, you ruined my show. Don't watch it."
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it's it's not accurate, right? No, it's not. But it's you're not. doing so you're doing a lot of undercover stuff when you start. Well, so,
1: no, 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 not really. You you got to get up and have some serious um, time behind you, some serious experiences behind okay. you, before they'll let you do some undercover. So, and I did get to do some Well, you're going to buy, undercover. so what are you, you're just posing as someone? No, no, no. You, so what you do, and this is really hard. In fact, this is one of the hardest jobs in the FBI. you got to get a dude to work for you. And, you know, proverbial, I'm, I okay. hate this term, we but a it's a snitch, see, a rat. Yeah. They, but these are, man, DJ, and you know me with the God and Jesus stuff, these are good people right. that have falling on hard times. Now, I'm not giving them excuses. They've made hard decisions. Yes. They've made different decisions. One of them told me one day, hey, Chris, you're this is you going to love this. He goes, Chris, you grew up, I can tell from your speech, down in the country, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. He goes, do you think anything about game laws? Mm-mm. Yeah. He says, my dad, I grew up, and I was on that floor, and he's cooking crack on that oven right there, and his boys are coming by. Do you think I think anything about drug law? Right. No. Exactly. He was dead on. But he worked for me, of course. So in those people, I've always thought—not always—but they got some good in so them, you do, know. Yeah, because they so want to reform. The so, so how, how'd you recruit, how well, you, man? Yeah. There's a million ways to do it. Some of them, like you just—I'm gonna give you some things that will freak you out. The first one, I'll just freak you out. Some of them want to do away with the competition. Okay. Yep. Never thought about that before, though, DJ. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, I got to do away with with. So I'm gonna call. I'm uh, I'm gonna call. I'll do a buy from Pookie. That dude has gone to jail. I just took over six streets. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Some of them straight up money. It's just a money thing for them. Uh, We do pay sources. You know. So the number one though, of course, is, uh, and I would do it all the time. Hey, buddy, uh, this is your name. You don't know it, but I've been in your neighborhood. (laughs) Um, This is what you know. The inside of your house looks like. I'm trying to get you. Really quick, we're going to have one discussion. I'm fixing to either show back up, uh, you know, in SWAT gear yeah. or um, you want to work with me for a little bit. And then I usually DJ, and I'm not trying to say about, nothing about me and my demeanor. Right. Because, guys, I'm going to tell you again, this is the hardest thing for an agent to do is to walk up and convince somebody to work for them, as you can imagine. Yeah. They're fixing to put their lives in, in your hand. And you don't, later on now, they all, sp- with me, brother, I love you, you know, and there used right. to be this friendship. You spend a lot of time with them. But, this is your first deal yeah and they they're you're talking about like truth you're talking about like do I trust this guy is he really telling me the truth you know blah 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 but um, I, I had a huge high percentage of getting these guys and then um, what what in theory and it happens sometimes um, everything goes perfect and in theory when that guy you do have to take him to before a judge you can't just throw stuff away. And when you get there, that judge says, "Ah, oh, man, buddy, you've, you've you know you paid your time." Or, "Hey, man, you got a year in jail." You know what I'm saying? Versus right. 22 years. Yeah, in still. Job. I mean, yeah, still yeah. going to help, em, help yes, them. regardless. Yes, so, yeah. and and they we always want them to help us more, right? Than where so they were. On the at. Hook. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: like the, the how does the so the, they give you some intel and say, "Hey, here's a list of individuals." Mm-hmm. And no. then, oh, how's that work? Dude, you have, so, to, you yeah. have to get the you, intel this is
1: So, look, man, I I think if I can tell DJ, and, and I'm just going to throw something out here. I know not this, but the proverbial guy that has to make it is fixing to make it in sales and he's selling the vacuum cleaners. Right. You got to be your guy. Nobody's waking you up in the morning. Okay. Nobody's turning your alarm for you. Nobody's even going, I need you to sell 20 a month or you're fired. At some point, they just call you and go, you're fired. Okay. And you're not making any money anyway, you know. Right. Dude, you, at that job I was what I loved about it. You are your guy or gal. Right, right, you got to figure out who's bad in the community, where you fit in. And, and don't get me wrong, so I'm sitting with an old older agent, yeah, so, DJ, but, and he goes, hey, man, this guy over here, I've never worked him before, but you might want to try to work that guy. So
0: you go out. So, I mean, how does the field training work, though?
1: You're talking about the Quantico versus the – Well,
0: yeah, like Quantico versus going out in the field and actually start moving around. Has oh, it? so,
1: you know, if You course. go with a senior agent? Or, yes, like, okay, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. But I'm going to tell you this. The, the, and, and you could imagine the type A's that they hire. Yeah, it, they don't, that don't let don't that stuff don't last long, right. man. After a while, um, and and to some degree, it could be weeks for some people, or it could be just a few months with some people. You're like, hey, man, I got all this going on, but I do need somebody today. Come go, come go with me. And I was really bad about doing to to a degree sometimes of of being wrong doing things by myself man i got yeah. i got this but of course hey I got to rest them all i need 10 guys you know so well, something you, like that
0: do you feel like did you feel like you had a, a
1: target on your back 24/7 when you were doing this uh, so that gets funny not at first little rock was a dream okay dream job and then about 4 years in um they come to me and um the border is just kind of starting to get crazy and of course not crazy like it is now but right. So they said, Chris, uh, uh, we're going to transfer you to um, – in fact, initially they said we're going to transfer you to Texas and the San Antonio division. So the San Antonio division has um, a couple of RAs out of the field office that get up close to Dallas because you know how we are. If you love where you're from, I was trying to stay yeah, you close know, close. House, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, Waco is one of them, or I can't remember, but something other, and they, they got to laughing, and they were like, dude – you have got army experience, combat experience, and now you're on the FBI SWAT team. You're going to the border. Yeah, you're going to be on the border. <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> so this guy uh, flips flips a map open and he starts going uh, Laredo, McAllen, and then he stops it. And I think he he was an unbelievable older agent. Um, he was called in ASAC at the time, um, which is right below an SAC uh, at San Antonio, which is the highest place at San Antonio. And he says, uh. He says, Chris, and I think he might have went a little vacuum cleaner salesman yeah. on He went, there's this little – I know you. Of course, back to our How We Mean You talk. Yeah. He goes, I know you. He goes, there's this little place in Del Rio, Texas. It's the one that's had such migrant problems lately. But he goes – Man, they got the biggest lake in the world. They got hunting. They got big deer. <laughs> he goes, I got one position now down there. You know, <laughs> like I got one. W- would you be willing to go down there? And I'm like, man, sign me up. And so, <laughs> he
0: sold you on yes, that. Yes.
1: <laughs> four years, but I was answering your question. Yeah. Now down there, and it's a long story, DJ, but down there, I did finally get literally um driving down the road on my cell phone, Chris, go get your wife and get your kids. Get out of town and don't come back to we, and and the cartels. I, so when I went down there, I upped my game. If you're a type A guy, yeah, I went from gangs and I did work uh, the Mexican mafia and pistoleros and things, but they're all tied in directly with the cartel, right? Exactly. So it got to be where if if, if you if like if you want to win the fight, like man, I'm getting one of these guys to get me to the cartel, right? And so then the the the, the well, and we've got the actual letters or they do, I've read them. Uh, they they uh, they started saying how they were going to kill me, mm-hmm. and they got like serious and. Um, so they found you out. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess they know where you're at. How does that dude, work? Like, dude, so that they is know. awesome. Great question. Yeah. Now down there, uh, now so so in like a little rock, it would get to be where you working enough guys, um, the Bloods, the Gangster Disciples, yeah. the Crips, and they finally start going because I had them, One of those guys, one of those old guys that stayed in Little Rock forever. Every time I'd go up in a house, his name was uh, Mark Stafford, mm-hmm. and I'd go up in the house. He'd be like, "Is Mark Stafford coming?" They knew that guy like crazy. Um, in fact, it was funny because we had a running joke. I'm gonna tell him I'm Mark Stafford. You know, you tell him yeah. you're um, uh, Down there, it was totally different. One of the first few weeks I'm in, this gets funny too, DJ. Um, but in that little array, at that time it was a three man array, and um, we had a, we had a senior guy that had been there for eight years and was getting ready to get out um, of that R.A., but eight years in the Bureau still. What's the, but, what's the R.A. sent for? Oh, I'm sorry, resident H.C., okay, like gotcha, gotcha. Shreveport's a resident H.C. Right. for New Orleans right. is the big office, gotcha. okay, and there's six or seven throughout a state kind of deal, but um, so he was getting ready to get out at eight years, but it was kind of like uh, like after eight years of Del Rio, he would had like 16 years in the Bureau, you know, and they were fixing to give him wherever he wanted to go, that kind of deal, but um, they sent me down there, and then they sent two, and they were awesome men, but two, so I had four years in, they send me two, and not me, but they send two guys straight from Quantico, nobody wants to go to the border, and so, and then they say, Chris, you've got the most time in, you're the head guy, (laughs) and I got four years in, (laughs) so, um, but down there, back to, uh, finding out who you were, so I was the head guy, if you will, Um, they sent me, into Mexico, the government did, at a big high level meeting, had translators and everything, to work on crime issues, right, on the, you know, I'm a border who are on both you meeting sides? with?
0: Meeting with the government, uh, the Mexican government? Yes, yes. Okay, not, not cartel. Oh, right no, no, okay, no, no, no. Sure.
1: Well, that gets funny. I guarantee there were cartels Bravo. at the table. Yeah, of but, course, yeah, of course. Because, well, man, I could do this all day. But there was a guy at the table, and I'm not going to say his name, who was the commandante. Okay. Not long after that, he wasn't the commandante. And two months after that, I never even knew it. The commandante of this town, Del Rio's uh, um, mm, sister town, is Acuna. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then that gets funny. Del Rio holds like a mid in Louisiana population. Acuna holds a Dallas population, right. and so during the day, uh, Del Rio goes up from eight thousand to twenty, thirty, forty thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets crazy. But anyway, and so all the crime's coming too. But anyway, so but you know, I'm sorry to kill that, but the FBI only goes with maybe eight thousand people down there. We don't need but three. Ages, right? Yeah they, yeah, they don't look at oh. that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, I was sitting at the table with this guy, talking crimes. So where do you think this guy lives? Lives in Mexico, right? right? And this is where it gets crazy down there. So a couple months later, I get called in the middle of the night by a local law enforcement officer, unbelievable. Chris, I need you to come out to call you Drive, blah, blah, blah. Yep, yes, sir, I'm coming. We got you know a dead body. It's cartel stuff, okay. I get down there, and that commandante had had. Been fired, if you will, because yeah. you can imagine why in a minute. And, dude, it was two to the body, one to the head. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect military style. And, but it was in the United States. Yeah. He lived in the United States. He lived in the United States. Like, what the heck, man? But, and they had, they had they, it was a family down there, the cartel, and they were like, we're done with that guy. He don't control it no more. Boom, 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 Um. So I was getting back at you. Uh, that day that I did that, It was funny. They had me at a table, and I had one of those cool little things, like at the UN. (laughs) Blah blah blah. And they walked in three different times and took pictures of me, and then walked out. out. So they had you. This is over. Yeah, they know they're selling that information. And um, and this is gonna get crazy, Jay. But in Mexico, like when we do a wiretap, and I have to have all un not not the wiretaps that everybody's screaming about right now, political, right, right. The real real, wiretaps. Like I've done, bought from this guy kilos and. And we've met with him, and he's you got, have enough to we bought to get the, guns, get thrown, all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. And we go up on his phone. Well, so think about this. The Mexican government can just go up on a phone. You know what I'm saying? Anytime. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. So they, they can go up on my phone if they yeah. want, you know, whatever. So uh, that's where it gets crazy, man.
0: Okay. Well, so what about – so how does it work, like, jurisdiction or, like, ability? So, like, you say you're, you have a local law enforcement agency mm-hmm. and some crazy stuff happens – Do you have jurisdiction or ability to go in there and take over the investigation? You see that's what happens all time. You see all that crap. It makes
1: me mad, and it's horrible. And no, but but I'll tell you what usually happens. They're like, no, states states here. Oh no, FBI's here. Oh no, No, CIA. I gotta go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I gotta go. No, 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 no. And in fact, man, the FBI really, truly, um, uh, makes itself bigger through the local law enforcement officers, to be quite honest. So so we're not going to be there first. The locals are. We're not going to stay there till it's in. The locals are clean up everything. The locals outwork the FBI 24-7. Um, they'll have their own case file going. But now, and I could give you some exact uh, um, um, things, uh, and it may even be like uh, come in for a missing child. The, there's no doubt uh, this is a FBI slash local case mm-hmm. together. But when it got down to it and whether we found the child dead or not alive, and this was something I worked for a while and it was so horrible, most of the time you're going to find them dead. But really, the FBI never even had a chargeable case. This was all state stuff. Gotcha. But so when when it comes down there, I give my file to the state and the DA at the state and that local law enforcement officer, they take a part of my file or sometimes all of my file to to the DA. But more times than not, it happens the other way around. Right, you're you're, you're has your, been your working on something yeah. forever. Like let's say yeah. the low level dope dealer. Right, I get up and start messing with a bunch of bigger dudes, and and we find out the low level guys with them. And all I did, and and they want me to. All I did was the local who I've been working with on the big ones too, because I don't know who anybody. Yeah, and they come and they give me, hey, we got these two guys too. We've already got the done would you indict them too Chris because it's with the organization we're not doing nothing wrong and I go yeah 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 that happens more times than not man okay
0: so well yeah because a lot of times you'll see like oh well so so's yeah. taking the information or whatever and then like here's another question uh, too do they get credit the locals yes
1: credit is as this their sheriff like man I've worked with all of them Sheriff Prater Sheriff right. Jerry Whitting but and they're unbelievable man but um their sheriff knows that that guy went and did that case. And then they do like, as you can imagine, even though the United States Attorney's Office, the way me and you feel, has some serious problems, but that the same as the FBI, if not worse. But um, they do like, look, I don't have to deal with that guy in that case because their officer got a million more cases than us. We're very selective right. about what cases we're taking, even though we got more funding. Yeah, And then... Their officers don't have to work that case. They give it on, and then they get, usually the reason we're working on them, too, is they get bigger uh, sentencings. And then, as you very well know through the state, even if the, I've seen this one time. I got a guy here in Arkansas. He got 30 years and did three. Yeah. I went and did the almost exact same thing to him, bought a kilo of dope. and. He got ten years, but he
0: did all ten years. Right. you see what I'm right. saying? Yeah, got yeah. you. Okay, so the prosecution's different yes. based on the officer. How's, yeah, and yeah. In
1: the Fed, the, on Fed time, it's uh, they say day for day. You get a little bit of good time in the end if you've been good. Right, but it's it's you're going to carry out that sentence if you, you get yes. sentenced.
0: Yes. So uh, another question. So we're talking back to like cartel stuff, um, you know, and dealing with the drug stuff. So of course we know that's an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been like what. What's the number one drug crossing the um, borders now?
1: Right now, it's fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah, so, yeah. Did you
0: deal with that a lot?
1: Man, I did. That was that How's was that, before that, me. Before? Right at the end, the last big case I worked, and it's a cool case, um, was 2018. That was right before they make me a supervisor, okay. and I quit working cases in 2019, and gave up all my sources to all my buddies. You yeah. know, and um, but and then that's when the uh, persecution began with the FBI too, man. So I'm sorry. What I was telling you was. 2018, there's no doubt some fentanyl coming in. There's no doubt people are talking about it. There's no doubt we're even talking about, like, when you deal with regular drugs, why, you know, I used to just, of course, grab a kilo of cocaine or grab a kilo of meth and go, like, hold up now because that stuff is so dangerous. Yeah. If, if, you know, if there was some on the side of it, you're fixing to, you know, possibly be in harm. Mm-hmm. So, but it wasn't like now. And, of course, that goes back to the wide open border now. Well,
0: uh, Tied to that, the reason I ask is like, so you have that, but you also have a huge human trafficking issue, Yes. Right? So do you so, deal with that stuff too? Brother. And then here's another, here's another yes. thing I want to add on top of that too, is you have, this is some stuff I've heard about and I want to verify it with you because you were there. Mm-hmm. So like, do you have these issues of these, these, um, specifically like children going missing and then they're harvesting organs from these? Yeah. Is, is I, that all? Is I that all? That something? Nothing. Okay. Nothing okay. about that. Yeah.
1: And, I, and I, I'm not saying that's never happened. Right. But that, that that's like low, 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 low percentage stuff. Well, because I've heard, well, I've heard that being
0: like something that's more sought after than human trafficking now, someone uh, because there's the more money in that. Human traffic is horrible, which I know that's that's yeah, it, and it's
1: widespread. Bad. So you're gonna love this, today, and you didn't even know this. So when I got here, so they sent me from del Street report. Mm-hmm. I get here around 2010, around 2012. The FBI, because so what happened is, um, prostitution's of course you know the oldest profession, right? But with that computer right there, change, it. it's a game changer. Yeah. So the old, the, the dude, um, good guy, works for some company, goes out of town. Before, he had to like, you know, know of a place to go or just happen upon the, um, you know, the bar or talk to the taxi cab driver um, or, you know, when I say go to the place to go, meaning a track where they walk or uh, talk to, uh, you know, the guy at the bellhop or, or, you know, something. But. A lot of guys wouldn't do it just for that. Yeah. But now, literally, and and I did a great case on one of these. Um, uh, um, I would love to talk to you about that. But I did a good case on one of these things. Uh, that's on. There, there's about ten companies, and they are they're on www.bassproshop.com. Um, um, yeah. This is not the dark web. Right. And if you clicked on the right websites, and I'm not going to give them to right. you, then you just sit in your house and you're Room 303 at the Hall Inn, and you can look at their pictures, look at what they do, everything. And if you want to flip over to a phone and start texting, that'll be the number. Or you can just hit, come to my room. Yeah. A game changer. Yeah. The guy that wouldn't normally do that is brave enough to sit in the room. So the numbers for prostitution went up like crazy. Yeah. So supply and demand. So dudes started getting into it like crazy, even to the point I started hearing these conversations when I'm when I'm up on what we call a dope wire. And the guy literally who's selling major dope goes, brother, I'm fixing to switch over to these. To, and these is a bad term for the girls, right? Because man, th- nobody's hardly looks at this, and it's more money. And I don't, and I don't have the big jail time if I do get caught right. with the, with the dope, right? So they start going it like crazy. So about 2012, um, the FBI asked me to uh, head up a uh, I, dude. This is crazy. I even have to say this. So now I flipped over to another squad called Violent. Violent Crimes Against Children. How oof, sad is that, DJ, oof. that there's a squad called yeah, yeah. Violent Crimes Against Children? So this And this started changing my life, too, and in and, and my head nowadays that and makes, all kinds that of makes, stuff.
0: That lines it up for me. That makes a lot of sense right there, too. Lots of yeah, stuff puts, started puts a lot happening. Of stuff, yeah, puts and, a lot of stuff in perspective. Yes.
1: And uh, so I would be working, and I'm going to get back to that. Human trafficking on one side, the prostitution stuff, that I'd be working in the middle, let's say, if it was a line, missing kids, right. violent crimes against children. And then on the end... The, the, the Another horrible, horrible thing um, is the child porn. They but they're know. taking these kids and pushing them to human trafficking. The human right. traffickers. Okay, right. so right. let's just go with human traffickers. Right. So I start getting into it. I start getting with the greatest um, old-school vice squad in the world in Shreveport. And then there's a couple guys in Bossier City that really do – Old oh, school so you're advice. working that
0: here now. We're not talking about no, here anymore. So we're I'm talking here. about okay, here. we're here. In okay.
1: fact, I didn't work it down there. Okay, you didn't. I, so you I just, had just my drugs. hands full with the cartels, drugs, right. yeah. So I got here, and so there I go back to Little Rock. Never called up a prostitute in my life. But here I did some undercover work. So the next thing you know, first of all, I had to go through the, we're, we're calling a girl, and she's going to come to the hotel, and I know. So now I'm getting to be like uh, 40 years old. But right. DJ, I'm still like, this is going to happen yeah. and I'm with a room full of guys and that's what we've got the operation set up and we're fixing to do it and you know here she comes so, through the door was so like, it like Ugh. so you set your
0: operation up like room over how does that work
1: dude so we would we would usually go in and this is not a secret to anybody right. but go in and definitely buy some rooms if we could if there's any way possible go into a hotel and buy the whole floor so there's no families that's or nobody on there gotcha. and then we would have our undercover rooms then we have our uh, rooms where we take them to and they have to uh, fill out the – well, they're already under arrest, fill out some paperwork. Yeah. And then we would usually have a, a big room of some type where we're holding them. And then if this gets big enough, we'll call a uh, – because you just don't want to mess the hotel up. But if it gets big enough, we'll call a paddy wagon in and, and, and you know, take 10 or 15 of them downstairs. So – because I'll tell you how bad it was and how bad it is. Well, I know and, it's – I know it's –
0: they say it was really bad because of the casinos.
1: Oh, casinos, yeah. but – Man, look, DJ, and I'm talking about myself. Men are horrible. Yeah, of so course. So anytime you get a bunch of men together, of yeah. it's nuts. So yeah. it's on the I-20 corridor. Um, you truckers. Got, you got truckers. you got casinos, yep. um, uh, it, people coming in into town. But then, you know, the uh, Brooks' Arena does something. Like, man, a rodeo will, will cause your prostitution to go like crazy. No shit. Your, dude, I went down for New Orleans for the Super Bowl. They had me come yeah. work Super Bowl and Dallas Super Bowl. And it was through the roof prostitutes. Every prostitute in the country, and I'm joking. It's coming there. <laughs> it's like Why? a convention because yeah. there's going make money in there. Gonna make money. Yeah. And if there's men there, we, we act stupid, <laughs> yeah. DJ. So um, uh, we set it up. We had the greatest vice guys in the world. They showed me how to do it. I didn't have a clue. Yeah. Back to the law enforcement, local law enforcement showed me how to do this. So it got to where easy. You know, of course, we got the money. It's it's it's. I don't got. So how does that transfer
0: work? So, right. So they come in, you call them, come to the room, they come in the room, they they have to solicit to you and then you say, okay, you're under arrest. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha." So, hey, but I had done got like organized, like I I knew how to get the hotel. I knew how to pay for the hotel. I knew how, you know, who to call the boys, how to set them up. We do ops plans. I got all that and I'm in the room late one night. This is, you know, a few months in, maybe a year in and I'm into the room one night and, um, I'm looking around this full room, and I'm like, man, how can I do something other than arrest people? Mm-hmm. And now I've got past the point, too, where just, I mean, it wasn't long, a month or two in, where the 16-year-old does walk through the door, oh. DJ. And I had the 14-year-old walk through oh. the door. Yes. So oh. on average, we, we would average about three to 400 arrests on this thing a year. But, you know, but you can't most of them are going to be... Um, uh, adult prostitutes right. or pimps. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you, you get but enough prostitutes to give the pimp up. or so of them are going to be in Shreveport-Bosier, and I've done it at different big cities. It gets even worse. Every time I went down to New Orleans, I was going to have at least one a day underage walk-in. But um, we, we call those recoveries, um, even though we never get them like Disney, if you will, or, and I hate to even say the word Disney, but like we never get them when they come in. And, right. They ain't never seen a guy. They, before. They, no, it's
0: not definitely not their that's first like time. That's like week two, yeah. or
1: that's like week six yeah. or six months. Yeah, and, and um and we get them and uh and then we take them out. But man, I, let me tell you this one story. So I'm looking around this room and I'm like, how can I do something other than arrest people? We can do this all day long, yeah. right? How does it even help it? You know, in and out, blah blah blah, whatever. The pimps will pick them up from the jail. You know, I'm like, how can I do something different? So man, one of my favorite people in the whole world, this is what starts changing my life about eight years ago. Almost the exact same time I start going to Christ Fit Gym, which changed my life with Billy Weatherall. Yeah, that's my boy. Almost the exact same time I see Billy doing Jesus in the public. And and it's not that it's not the greatest gym in the world. It is. Yeah. But but, but and Billy wouldn't mind saying the gym is camouflage for Jesus. Right. Get him in here and and let a guy like DJ work out all day long. But he's gonna hear about Jesus too. But anyway, so I go around some government agencies. And they were all like, literally, can you bring them in at 8.35 in the morning? And I was like, no. And, and I was looking for somebody to come out with us. And every, none of them. And then, But every, I went to three different ones. And every one of them said, Will you go talk to a girl named Cassie Hammett. She works downtown. And they always said the hub. So I go downtown Shreveport to the hub and knock on the door. And this girl named Cassie Hammett comes out. Cassie had just started. She'd already started the hub, which is unbelievable Christian organization right, right, right. for feeding right. um, homeless this, this,
0: people. We didn't miss anything, right? you were talking about you're sitting in the room looking yes, around. Yes, no, I promise you. This is Okay, gotcha. Yes, gotcha, no, no. I know it's going to. I promise. I'll gotcha. bring so it back. Going back right
1: back. No, and you do need to check up on me sometimes. That's what I do. Man. I am a rabbit trail guy. <laughs> Listen, you're going to love this. So I go in now. That Cassie's my girl that's going to help this ring. Mm-hmm. But I, man, we've never even met, and I go in and I just tell Cassie I've been in the room. I don't know what else to do. Um, I've heard you're it. And she goes, oh, Chris, this is so awesome. I just started this thing called Purchased. And all we do, because, I mean, there's a million different Jesus ministries, and and usually the ministries, like my man occurs, we'll do a thousand other things. But she goes, and, and you get it, there's just not enough to go around. She goes, all I want to do is home in on one thing, we'll on, work on one thing, and that's to get victims of human trafficking out of the sex industry. And, and into God and Jesus. Yeah. So, but I, my first question was this, and I don't know if it's the first, second, or third, I'm like, girl, it just seems a little weird that you called it purchased, because you know where I'm coming from. I just purchased the girl, right? right. And then she does this. This is, dude, this is great. Dude, you're going to love it. She says, Chris, I called it purchased because they can't be purchased. They've already been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Make Brother, gotcha. I broke down. I'm like, "Are you? will you be on my task force? Yeah. Yes. So Cassie was one of the first, we call them non-government employees, non-gun toters, non-government employee, non-law enforcement. And she got true FBI blessing to do anything with us. Of course, she didn't do arrest. Right. But So then I started, and this was what got me in trouble with the Bureau, too, um, even though she won the director's award for doing this. It was such a high level. They The, the country started using this violent crime, major offender, human traffic squad as a model for other other places. Okay, okay. And Cassie was a part of that because okay. she's done so good. So girls that are we might pick up at 16 or at 19, we get to talk to them for a minute. So I would, I would get my rooms, and now I'm getting Cassie a room. And if voluntarily, if they want to go to that room.
0: Once you catch them, mm-hmm. you
1: say, hey, I have somewhere. You can go I talk got, to I, someone. If you want help, I do. Got you. Okay. Let me okay. give you some help other than jail. Now, and the, 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 another thing I had to get through with Cassie, and you're going to love this. I was like, look, Cassie, here's my only thing about you coming out with us. The, the last, the on, really the only thing, I want you there. We're going to have to arrest these girls. Yeah. And Cassie goes, I want you to because they're going to spend three days in jail. And, dude, listen to this, DJ, that's three days on theory, you know, three days without dope, yep. three days eating a good three meals, three, three days, days without not, a pimp. Yeah,
0: not being taken advantage of. Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: Taking advantage yeah. of, no sex, yes. Yeah. So I was like, she got it, but so then we started running. Through. Then I started seeing, and I've got one I could just give you that would you just die? But I'm gonna do it to you really quick. The girl was 17 years old in a hotel here in Shreveport. She commits to Cassie's program. This girl, mm, I, I, I'm not gonna get ugly with it, but um, she's got a kid prior in life. You know what I'm saying? And um, just things happen, and then I mean, they got nothing. You know when you know the life, but anyway, um, she gets in Cassie's program. Got no education. She gets her G D, she gets her nursing degree. She lives in she lives in another city in a home with more children now and a husband, but yeah. she got that other child back. Gotcha. Her, her life is productive as yours, DJ. Yeah. Um, so, she, so Cassie does that. If they'll commit, they gotta commit. It's voluntary, it's all voluntary. She does that all day long through a Jesus ministry. Yeah. She don't hide it. Um and there's churches that back her ministry and all. So I was giving you that back to that room of that 300. We started helping. We started helping people, man. Okay. So that's where it started. That's where it started. So yes. I got to see Cassie, and I don't know if you're here now, I got to see Cassie do Jesus in the public, not up in a church, right. DJ. And and I'm going to tell you, I love the brick-and-mortar church. I do. I got, I'm a member of one. I go to one. The statistics are falling out like crazy, and it's because what Cassie showed me, people quit doing it in the public. Yeah. So she starts showing Jesus in the public. Yeah. And that's first time I seen it outside the brick-and-mortar church, DJ. And then next thing you know, I'm seeing Billy do it at Christ Fit. Yeah. And my life changed. I want to be back to me and you, want to stop by the big table. If we really believe in God and we really believe Jesus and we do, I want to be a part of the big boy table now, yeah. you know. So I started doing those things out in the public. Never cheating FBI their time, but out in the public. Man. So out
0: in the public aside from doing it, but you were doing it within the bureau too, right?
1: Yeah, I, as far as, ne, not never burning not their time. Not ministering. No, no, time. no, but right, right. did I have a Bible on my desk? Right, yes. Right. Um, did I? Uh, I Luke Hawkins I meet him. He's got a deal called Give Them Jesus. Unbelievable. Gave me another life-changing thing. He he showed me how to give a man or a woman a Bible, and I could kill you with these stories is with with their name on it in gold. Yeah. And it's a game-changer. Yeah. A guy that may have already given 15 Bibles, but it was a cardboard edition. Said B I B L E, it's still the living word of God. He ain't keeping that. You give him that thing that says Chris Allen plants on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm not throwing that away. You right. know. So and 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 I, I'm gonna give you one really quick. But I started giving them out, uh, but it was always voluntarily. Well, how do, okay. So how did that yeah. start?
0: So from from the ministry stuff. I mean, from the the uh, prostitute stuff. Yes. To. It, you saw that, and you said, okay, mm-hmm. that kind of activated that fire, but then mm-hmm. you really wanted to did. spread that word. Yes. And so you started handing these out outside of work. Yes, <clears throat> outside to, of work. Just yes. to anyone, or how did
1: that work? No, no, no. So it got to be where this is where it's funny. I'm at Billy's gym, and okay. you're going to hear this a gotcha. lot. And I had done, committed to doing a devotion once a week. Okay. Once a week, one of those 10, 15-minute right, right. devotions, For a right? Because yeah. this was early on. Billy was doing five devotions a day. Right. And this is one of the first times God really talked to me. And he said, hey, Chris, could you not take a devotion off Billy? I'm like, man, I can. Yeah. You know, I was teaching Sunday school in the church. All you're doing is talking about God and Jesus' story for a little bit. And they're real short. And uh, so I started doing one a week before we worked out. And um, for Luke, Lou and Josh is in the crowd. And and a lot of times, like what they got mad about, it's what I do, man. I'm around people that are that are criminals. Yeah. So I would uh, never embarrass anybody or never talk about it so stupid, but I would see something cool about God and Jesus in it, and I would convert that to a, a devotion about God and Jesus and Bible scripture to what happens at the end. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna give you one just real quick, and you'll love it. But um, from that, Luke says, "Gosh, Chris, he goes, you're around some people that I mean, that's that's who we need to get the Bibles to." Would you think about giving the Bibles to them? And I go, man, I'll tell you, if I'll, I'll ask them if they want a Bible. I'll get right, them a Bible. So that's where I started that thing, uh, and it
0: blew up. Right. That's where it started. You started these people in this side of the fence, yes, on, on the yes, work side of the fence. Yes, okay, got yes. you. Yes,
1: so, and, and then I'm going to tell you, we got unbelievable salvations from that. You give a man a, um, and, and a you and know, you call it right timing or not, he's fixing to go away for 22 years. You gave him a Bible. Next thing you know, it finds it in a cell without no cell phone, without no TV, without no magazines. Yeah. And then that's when I get the guy that literally came to me, looks me in the face and says, thank you for giving me that Bible. It saved my life. Mm-hmm. I, I've got God and Jesus now. I'm a Christian, you know, like, all right, man.
0: Yeah. So how does this lead to the Bureau wanting to let you go? Yeah.
1: So the Bureau or sometime around 2018, Starts talking to me. Well, you know what? I think the first time they talked to me was when I got to be supervisor in 2019. Um, I had the Bible on the desk. Yeah. And, and I always had a Bible on the desk. It was the Bible that my mama gave me when I was 17 to go off in the Army. That Bible's been all over the world and states and all kinds of stuff. And I, and I always had it on my desk, and I always had it open to uh, usually Psalms 91, but whatever. And um, so I, I, I finally get, DJ, this is going to be stupid to you. But I had always been a cubicle guy. And you finally get a real office, okay. you know. I Where, never where was your office at? Uh, here in Shreveport. Okay, here in gotcha, Shreveport. But, or, you know, I want to know where in but I'm sorry. Shreveport. And uh, I had finally got an office for the first time. And I know that's stupid. But, you know, I'm getting on 50 and I got an office. And my wife, I mean, I'm telling you, I had gotten, I had lived the real Bureau life. I had really put dudes in jail that had got life sentences and 50-year sentences. And there were cases that you would just love to hear about. Not made-up stuff, not nothing political, right. blah, blah, blah. And so she had went on her own and made me some cool, you know, the the posters uh, you know, behind the glass, and they were newspaper write-ups or pictures oh, of my goodness. cases yeah. and stuff, and I'd put those. And so I was the real guy, because you don't get a lot of these. FBI supervisors had real cases, and I had the real pictures of the SWAT, and I know I'm being a little... Prideful maybe, but I, I mean that was yeah, neat to no me. I mean yeah and uh he also and, uh, gives
0: respect to those officers too dude yeah.
1: you would think when you walk in like dang because yeah. I used to have one at Little Rock like that yeah and he had the picture of him with the thirty kilos you know and I'm like I want to do that yeah. you know and then he did he taught me how to do that and I did that I man thirty kilos hundred kilos three hundred fifty kilos five hundred kilos man I was killing it for a while but anyway so um uh and the arrest of these violent guys but anyway so um. Mm. Oh, so they were like, hey. And they always did this until the end. I never got it, DJ. Me and you don't live our lives like this. They always did it in person, one-on-one, or on the phone. That never came back around to the end. Nothing documented, right? Right. This is even funny. The day they cut me loose, I had never had a bad file review, as it called. You know what I'm saying? We get four of them a year. And most of them were always at the highest level.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Excellency is what it's called. Almost all of mine were excellent. And they had awards and citations that came up. So, you know, you would think even, dude, we got to get this guy a bad fire review. No, they're past that. So um, they said, hey, man, did t- need, need you take that Bible off your desk? You're supervising people that don't believe in that now. I'm like, man, I'm not pushing that on nobody. But here's my problem, brother. And I did this with the, with the school board last night. God told me to put my Bible on my desk. Peter and John literally told the government of their time, the Pharisees, they said, stop talking about Jesus, and they had put them in jail. So they're the government. they got arrest powers. they got trial powers. And Peter and John said, we must obey God rather than man. Back to DJ, are are we really in this or not? So I said, man, God told me to put that Bible on this. So... They went away from that, if you will. I thought well, they were. Going let me away. let me uh-uh, go ahead. Let me DJ. ask
0: you this, because you were such a yes man for so long. What made you against the grain all of a sudden?
1: God and Jesus, and, right, and right. Dealing with casting now, dealing with dealing that. With so dealing with Billy that transition,
0: you. are just like it's in my yes. life. I gotta spread it. I can't. Gotcha, I can't gotcha. hang up with this gotcha. no
1: more. And I'm, hey, DJ. I've been a Christian since the third grade, and I really believe I have. But I'm starting to truly. I know I'm, I'm not saying I'm saved any more than anybody is. Right. I'm starting to truly believe what me and you've been reading for yeah. 50 years. Yeah. You know. And uh, no, I can't do that. That's 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 what's wrong with the country. Men have stopped saying yes to Jesus. They say no just, all the time. You have
0: more conviction.
1: I way more conviction. Exactly. That was a better way. Yeah, that, that's that way that, yeah, that. yeah. For yes. this
0: point in your life, you have more conviction than you did 20 no, years no ago. No doubt. DJ, right. That was a better way. It's a good word. Right.
1: So um, I said no to that. Uh, then came back around to um, the devos. Um, so you were doing that? Uh, I did that during work day for a ten or fifteen minute devo. But check this out. Okay. Um, we get three hours a week on the books to work out. Okay. So really, you're, now you're talking about the ten to fifteen minute devo, the right. prayer and devo that you've seen, you're a part of. But um, you know, we get also get, and this get, I'm, I'm just gonna just go with it. It gets stupid. We get forty five minute lunch. So I was like, you know, that 15 minutes is part of my lunch. But we don't work eight to five jobs. We don't clock in. You You might work literally 24 hours for three weeks in a row. Then you might work a couple, eight to five days. And then that's where we never got back to that Where You got to, if you do something in the field, you got to go spend three days of paperwork in the office typing it all up. And I know the show would be boring. Wendy, my wife, tells me all the time. We can't show a guy doing a report for three days. But they show, you know, action, action, action. Dude, if you get action... Oh, you're facing to go top you of the report, But um um God, DJ, we're, we're talking about the uh
0: You're talking about uh, so you went Bible on desk, told you. Yes, to Bible do it, on desk, transferred to the
1: Devos. I thought that was 15 minutes of lunch, if you want to call it that. But I ain't gonna lie, man. At what time of the day am I not an agent? I'm a human being, a Christian. Right. And, and the FBI'll tell you, DJ. Maybe what you say they'll tell you. You're an agent twenty four seven. You can't be an agent twenty four seven. You gotta
0: live. I'm Chris yeah. Plants at right. some time, right.
1: and and really you're Chris Plants when you're the agent. You know right. what I'm saying? So I said, I, 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 so I don't know if you take that fifteen from me late in the day or early in the morning. I don't know where you get that fifteen, but it's fifteen minutes too. And um and it's it's it, you know let's go back to the child porn. Yeah. That messed my head all up. This is my they called it EAP. This is my. Wow. Helps me, and I told yeah. Billy that before. This is where I get back right yeah. in the head. Um, so, man, you
0: know, or a proverbial. You, but know, you were doing that. You weren't doing. It, you were doing that at the office, or you're doing that at the gym. Oh, I was doing it at the gym. So they they had an issue with you doing that at the gym. Yes, yes. What? Because in how theory, did they find
1: out about it? Oh, this was awesome. I guess they too. know everything. No, well, I guess so. <laughs> I'm sure somebody told them um, okay. about it, and then they started watching. Billy put them out on Facebook. Live yeah. and I didn't care, did you? I didn't right. care a bit. Okay, okay, and uh, I told him he could. He asked me, gotcha. I said, you can. Okay, and um, so that's where they stay. And so I didn't even realize that they started watching them on
0: okay. Facebook
1: Live, man. And I didn't even know they were, they were doing this. Were you sort talking it, about it? Starts
0: getting tricky. Were you man. talking about stuff that affected you in those things? Oh, yes, big time. So they probably didn't like that either. They didn't like that. Okay. They didn't
1: like a lot of anytime mm-hmm. I mentioned the FBI. This was a funny they got to talking about um. I did one time, and I mentioned it like this. I was on the SWAT team forever, and I was talking about being somewhere one day. It all came back to God and Jesus and what happened, but uh, I said, hey, we're on the stack getting ready to go in. D- have you been law enforcement or the Army? Me, no, no. So you know, know, you, know that, yeah, yeah. you know what a stack is? You know what a stack is, DJ? It's,
0: it's all of you. Lined right? up to right go, right? Up, yeah.
1: So during when they were most mad at me and, and trying to fire me, they said I mentioned the word stack. I'm like, yeah. dude, everybody in the world knows what stack yeah. is. It's on every movie in the world, yeah. but this is even funny. You can go to YouTube and Google, you know, proper ways to do a stack or whatever. Yeah. There's a million law enforcement yeah. officers doing it on YouTube. Right. But anyway, so, yes, those are the things. They were getting mad at me about terms they say gotcha. things okay. like okay. that.
0: Well, man. that was just a way to probably stack up something against you, right? I, I it was. <laughs> that's the terms that's exactly <laughs> what they were doing because they were
1: they were trying to get rid of God and Jesus. That's right. what they were trying to do. And, you know, they got the, uh, where they, where you, I mean, you know, I don't hate nobody. Sin is sin. I got sin in my life, Jake. But they're really, really going toward the L- LGBTQ community like so so you know God Jesus is not for that ah, so, man, we're, so, we're a woke,
0: so we're a woke situation in within fact, the bureau you, now you don't
1: need this but <laughs> I, I this will get to that point really quick and believe it or not with me stories but um, I got a call from the head man in New Orleans I didn't I've I since found out this wasn't even a real deal they were trying to see what I was going to say and because it did make a little nonsense in Shreveport he says Chris we got a big group of people transgenders meeting in Shreveport I need you to go there and talk to somebody about applying to the FBI. And I was like, sir, uh, you, I, I can't do that. Well, they, but just
0: because just they wanted some diversity? They, yes,
1: that's, yes, yes, yes. But my point is, that, and I'm going to tell you, man, straight up, you know, did you, I, if you don't know, you're fixing to get it. I, I don't hate that person. Right. But I'm telling you, you do not want that person as an agent. You don't want a man or woman that's got to walk through a door and make a decision about killing somebody.
0: If they don't um, even know what they if, they, if they don't even know who they are, is That's what I exactly. think. No, I mean, no. Look, nothing against, said. nothing against that community. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, right. But, but like, you don't but, know but, who this, you are. But, that, so now you're at this point. You're using a. So now at this point, they're trying to recruit people for a political agenda yes, of just trying yes. to not offend anyone, yes, instead yes, yes. of the the agenda of trying to protect this fucking country. Amen. Uh, me, no, I well, you're talk. right, DJ. I get you're amped right. up by this stuff. Sorry,
1: it's all good. You're right. You're
0: right. Um. So that's where it's at. So that. So that happened, and you refuse to do that.
1: I refuse to do that. Okay. I refuse to put up. Uh, they, this is funny, and I had seen them for for years and years. I don't know five, six, seven years back. There again, I don't hate the gay person right. at all. Right. Uh, I wish uh, they were at the church every time. You know, with me yeah. listening about God and Jesus. But it goes back. You're gonna. So why would I even have to have a gay pride month? You know, you don't have a many other months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, heterosexual. Uh, yeah. God and Jesus marriage month, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So they so every month and they did professional flyers like your boy would do. Yeah. And um they put them up all over the office. Gay Pride Month, Gay Pride Month, Gay Pride Month, all over. Okay. And so they uh that mine when I had got to be a supervisor were sitting at duh in dusk. Right. Dust settling them on when they were so like So you were just We need to get those out. So here? this makes
0: more sense because I always wanted to know. I want I've been wanting to know, but I wanted to wait until you tell me. So good. basically You had your beliefs, and and they had a a political agenda, Mm -hmm. and you didn't want to adhere to that. And so that's what probably kind of built up this Mm -hmm. of saying, hey, look, we don't want you here anymore. We got to go. And so, when did they tell you that? When were you dismissed from the office? You're
1: going to allow this. March the 3rd, and I know this because you're going to know exactly why, but March the 3rd, I come in to do one of my Devos. And uh, I don't know if you know him, but I bet you do. Mark Rohde yeah, at Bozer, yeah, yeah, met, yeah, Men yeah, of Courage. Yeah, yeah. So, And you know I've started one now. Right. So what happened was there again at Christ Fit, dude, you start working out with, with Christian Lions, yeah. and things start changing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just going to give you this one thing, DJ, DJ, not that I had never done it before, but you're not the guy at the proverbial water cooler talking about, man, she's beautiful. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. You're talking about real Christian stuff all day yeah. and with super strong guys. And that helps you get away from some of the other stuff mm-hmm. that I might have a problem with. Right. But um, so Mark Rody I don't have you been to a men of courage before, DJ? No, no I problem. haven't. Uh, I don't need worry to come about visit, it. But no, yeah, please, no, please, please no, don't, have don't have worry it. about it. I want. I was telling you because because I'm fixing to tell you, right. Um, and you're gonna maybe forget Mark Rody and he knows all this. Me and him are brothers, but he says I want you to come to a men of courage with me. He, you know, he puts it on at Bozier, at the stable. It's phenomenal. But when he asked me, DJ, and Billy asked me to do the Christ Walk, I did the same thing. I said no oh, for the first one, but anyway, I know I can see your eyes I was like wait, really you
0: said
1: no. <laughs> I it, yeah, no, I thought it was weird. You, okay, oh, I thought right, it was, right, I hadn't right, got yeah. to where right, I'm at right. now. You got you, got you, I thought got you, got you, it was weird. Yeah, and then that, and I'm killing you with switching stories. But on that crosswalk one, when I told him no and didn't show up, the next whole year I couldn't wait for the next crosswalk because yeah. I'm I'm like I got to do this, and I knew I disappointed God. Yeah, and it wasn't weird, and I, and that'd be take another story. But you ought to hear my first crosswalk but I'm not but my point is, oh I will later if you want to but my point is um um so I was still in that that's weird ministry you know that's taboo I'm not doing yeah. that so Mark Rody as you all really know it's a it's a man of courage it's a men's not so I don't know if it was that or what but I'm like this is weird right and yeah. I'm not asking you to be weird with it but I'm like right. but I went actually I skipped a couple and Mark Rody's doing Mark Rody man come eat fried fish with us that yeah. man of courage you yeah. know yes sir and I went, and as soon as I went, DJ, and he don't talk to me like I'm talking to you um, before you get the straight jack out on me, but he talks to my heart, and now he talks like really clear to my heart. God said, Chris, I want you to take this minute of courage to Webster Parish. It'll do good. I want you to do it there for me. Yeah. But then I went through about a year. and No, I'm not doing that. I'm not no. a pastor. I don't got no money. Uh, I got four kids, blah, 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 you know. But then when I did, and now I'm, I'm going to stop, but, dude, it is – no joke, God and Jesus in the community doing unbelievable things. You got to see a little bit of it at the barbecue yeah. thing. We're all about different stuff out in the community. Well, you've also
0: it. affected people out there close to my life too mm. in a positive manner. So I'm grateful for, for that. Thank you, buddy. But like, all that being said, you said that happened in May. Oh March, yeah, March. May, I'm sorry, God, you yeah. got to get me back. Yeah, no, you got to get I'm me here back, for baby. I'm here for
1: uh, so May the third, I go in and I did a Devo May the third, twenty twenty one you know what I'm sorry March the 3rd 2021 and that Devo's out there and I said hey Rhodey brother and all the Devo was about saying yes to God I'm fixing to do this Yeah. and then I didn't know people were watching I didn't know I ain't gonna lie to you you, you mess with me and I'm glad I didn't have the we're fixing to fire you you know what right. I'm saying but things are building up and later on I got all the paperwork was building up but I never had that moment and I'm kind of glad I didn't have that moment because that would have been a tough tough ooh, am I doing this or not So so don't put too much credit on me. You know what I'm saying? But I'd never seen that steamroll coming. And March the 9th, they call me in, but this is how horrible they are, this one thing. They did it to me a couple different times. I met with them two times, and it was because they lied to me both times and said, why? We need to speak to you. So, um, and it wasn't like I wasn't going to the office that morning, but they said we we had uh, something go down, a a shooting thing, blah, blah, blah. We need to come in. We're doing a big talk about it, everything. Well, I'm going to need you here. You know, I'm going to have some some bigger guys here. Yeah. And I come into the office and, and I knew immediately, even though I had not ever done anything criminally wrong, of course, um, the first thing you get is, are you... Oh, I see the different guys in the office. They're in my office. I took over my office and I know this gets stupid, DJ, but they're sitting in my chair, you know. Yeah. There's a part of me that want to go, dude, what do you... You know, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Why, you know, why are you in my chair? And that Bible's on the desk and um, the first thing they asked me, and it hurt, DJ, because I'm... Even though I'm still... I, I'm decent to tell you what they told me, but I'm still thinking all the way through this meeting, this is, a, this is a mistake. I even told the man, I'll be back in two days because he wanted to get me to clear my office out. But he said, Chris, are you armed? And I'm like, yes, sir. I'm armed, of course. He goes, would you give us your gun? I'm like, yes, sir. He goes, would you give us your back? Yes, sir. Would you give us your credits? Yes, sir. Would you give us your phone? Yes, sir. You know what? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Guys like me? Like, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't done nothing. But um, so then they lay out some things they've done. That they, they even there was two of them that they charged me two, uh, the, the the accusations is what they call it that day. Two of them were criminal, like crazy criminal. I had nothing to do with them. They threw them out almost immediately. These were ways to get me out of office. These were ways to, and and you'll see the guys too now that that are with Jim Jordan and stuff um, at the at Congress. They they did it in the same way. This was a way for them to take care of my security clearance. Right. Chris has possibly it. committed a crime. So and you would even get it. Let's take away security clearance. I never got that back. And the, but if you don't have a security clearance, you can't, can't do work anything for us. You can't do anything. Bye. Yeah. So they hit so they tell me to hit the trail at first on suspension. Um, but listen to this part that day. This is gonna be rough. That guy, I, I he wasn't the one that talked to me about the Bible, but he said, Chris, we're gonna need you to pack up all your stuff. Man, I had done, been a supervisor for almost a year. You know how offices get. Yeah. And I was, and I'm hurting worse than I've hurt ever before, DJ. And I know if I gave you some stories, and I know you've been in the octagon, but I'm hurting worse than yeah, anything, yeah. anything yeah. ever. I, I had to tell my legs to move that yeah. day. Um, please get up. Please. I didn't even know if I told them they would do it. Um, and you might not get none of this. I would think I've never been there. The You know, the, the first count, like, get up, get yeah, up, you yeah. know, and, I'm I'm literally trying to do that, and uh, I was shaking. Um, even though I ain't done nothing wrong, it's just it don't matter. And um, you know, you think about going home to the wife. That was total other another thing. She don't have a clue this is coming, you know. And and um, I didn't have a clue this was coming. But he said, back up, and I'm like, I said, and I never was ugly. Cause really, I thought I was coming back. There was a time now. Look back on it, and I'm still glad I didn't. Thank God. But you know, if it was gonna go out this way, I would have went Cotton Valley a minute and maybe yeah. throw some stuff. <laughs> but I still think I'm coming back in two days. This is nuts, right? Which is the stories we live right now. But this is nuts. Yeah. And um, I knew I hadn't done the things he's talking about too. Uh, and he said, "Pack up," and I'm like, "Sir, it would take me like two hours, you know, to back and forth." I'm like, "There's so much stuff in here." I'm like, "Man, I ain't feeling good." I'm hurting. I ain't never told a man something like right. that for DJ. You know, we just don't do that. And yeah. I go, I, I can't pack this office up. I'm going to leave. You know, and they had already told me I was leaving. It wasn't like I'm deciding right. to leave. And uh, he says, well, i tell you what, get that Bible off your desk and leave. Huh. And d- you, you could go and, and you wouldn't. DJ, like, well, you should have said, you know, leave. you know, of course, my, my boys, leave yeah. that Bible there. like, make them take it off. But yeah. this was the Bible my mama had bought right. me. It had things wrote in it. I'd had it since I was 17. I did get that bobble and leave, man. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It hurt. Last yeah, that was time, it. Well, I know. seen them one more time. They asked to come to my house. They said they hadn't, and they didn't. They, we didn't go over your, uh, we didn't go over your veteran status. I had different um, rights as a veteran, and they and they didn't go over those that day. They messed that up. But they said that we just need to come out to your house, to go over your veteran status this was the last time. And you get me once, you get me twice, DJ. And I'm mad at myself for the second time. And I was like, yeah, come out to my house. They sent two guys out. All they did was to send me, we're going to quit paying you. Um, you're, you're, you're not just suspended with pay, you're it without pay. And then that led into so about a did month you have,
0: ago. Re, when they said they were coming to your house, did you think, well, maybe they're going to let me come back, dude? I, I thought
1: they were fixing so to clear everything. You, so up. you were excited, yes. and then they hit. The, they come there and hit that, you again. In the I head. thought we were fixing to get it off. So, we so they knocked you oh. on the head again. Guys. Yes, yeah, and then yeah. they knocked me again, yeah. and then they lied to me while they were coming. They have nothing to do with Right, right. <laughs> like what the heck? <laughs> so then I, I made it up in my mind. I've never met with them since then. Um, uh, I got a lawyer now. That she's met with them, right? But I don't meet with them anymore, man. And I'm officially. Oh, I'm fired now gotcha. about a month ago. Which, so this, this is just funny stuff, DJ. If you was going to fire somebody, and you do have a business, if you was going to fire somebody, man, in the world we live in, you're fired, like, you right, know, right. or or let's go crazy. Two weeks, yeah, you're fired. Yeah. So this has been going on for over a year and a half, and that gets back into how crazy this is lawyers and everybody are having to look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we really fire this guy or not fire this guy? Yeah. And of course they finally got enough to go, well, we think we really fire this guy. And well, you know, we'll see what happens with all that, man. Well, dang.
0: Well, that's, but it's, Hey, it's powerful. That's uh, the, now you're doing something different. I'm doing
1: something completely different. Right. I'm living my completely life. Completely different. Um, Isaiah six, eight says this, um, DJ and I, I had Isaiah 6, 8 memorized from the army, but I used it for a different thing to motivate me for the army and what we we're doing. And you'll get it when you hear it. But now I'm, I'm, I do it for really for God and Jesus. I walk this world every day as best I can for God and Jesus. What do you want me to do today? And those things are crazy and they're different and they're hard. Yeah. But Isaiah 6, 8, God was saying, whom shall I send and who will go forth? And Isaiah said, here am I. Seeing me, and that's what I do every day, and it ain't fun. Yeah, it ain't fun, DJ.
0: Well, y'all are doing some good stuff. You've been doing. Um, I've been seeing just from thousand foot view, you are doing like a lot of stuff for um disabled people. Yes, we build up. Tell me about that.
1: So uh, that was one of the ministries that got started from. I had started Men of Courage. Hundreds of men are coming. Um, men are that won't come to a church, DJ. Yeah, it's fine. They they just don't want to anymore, and I'm not fussing them to. I just beg. This is what I beg them. Yeah. But can you come eat a chicken fried steak with me that I'm buying for you, and hear some cool Christian songs, yeah. and possibly win a case pocket knife door prize, yeah. and hear a preacher that's phenomenal? They, mm-hmm. they, they're all phenomenal. They're different dudes, different breeds. Like Luke, Hawk, and Josh, yeah. Mark, Roddy, and 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 then walk out, and you don't owe nothing. Now we got some buckets at the end if you want to throw some money in yeah. there. But so um, from that, I'm in there one night. Um, uh, and and, uh, so, uh, I've learned now most older people, me and you ain't got that old yet, or, um, you're not old at all, but anyway, they go from walking one day, you're 98, you go from walking one day and you sit down that night and the next day you can't walk. Yeah. Well, you ain't got your house ready for no wheelchair ramp. They need it instantly. And you know what? All those people, all they're getting is social security every month. They can't pay for no wheelchair ramp. And then, you know, the lives, the world we live in right now, DJ, you can't get no carpenters out. And if they do, lumber prices have went up 300%, right? So I was sitting in there one night, and um, a man comes to me about one of his brothers that's a veteran, has fought in Vietnam and has some medical issues from all that, but he's been living his life for another 50, 60 years. But it finally caught up with him, went over to the VA in Shreveport. Uh, They're like, dude, we're going to take his leg off. Yeah, Well, and you know, I know it's different, but he went from, he left that house walking. Then we come back, yeah. going to come back in a wheelchair. wheelchair yeah. And so the, he said, Chris, we'd never built a wheelchair ramp before. Would you? But this is, when I mean, we we do what God and Jesus tells us to do. Yeah. It don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter what it's called. I, you know, it does matter the cost to some degree because I only get so much. Yeah. But anyway, so um, I was like, yeah, we'll build a, do, and, you know, they had me at Veteran. We'll do a wheelchair ramp. and um, And then so we went out. We built our very first one. Um, Joe is the first name's man's name. I can't think of his last name right now. And then he come back home a, a week later, and he had a wheelchair ramp. Man, um, didn't. So we do this. It don't cost nobody a dime. Um, I, and then it blew up. I had no clue. Uh, we did it for a couple a week ago. Um, there was two 90 year ninety-year-olds. The woman. They, so another thing, and I should have known this from crime, but so the old people get scammed a lot. Oh yeah, man! It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. So bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Like whether it's roofs or yeah, driveways so or whatever, bad. right? Yeah. So she, um, her, her daughter had gotten me in touch with her. So she had called me. We talked to on the phone. We always get go by. I mean, I got to figure out what we need, how much lumber we need. I got a man named Lane Hedrick from Cotton Valley that runs that for me. I can't keep all this stuff going, DJ. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, I'll be like, hey, here's the address. He goes by, meets him, gets his ideas together. He's my senior wheelchair ramp engineer, <laughs> and um, he he uh, goes by and gets the lumber. We pay for the lumber. He goes by and gets it, and then uh, we'll come up with a. We, we do one tomorrow for a guy named Reagan Hardaway that was burned up in Cotton Valley real bad. There was three boys that were burned. We're going to do a free one for him tomorrow. But um, he uh, um, says, you know, can we meet? We meet. We pull up with men. So so let me tell you the, the awesome fellowship part. So you're not just sitting on a pew no more. To some degree, men hate just sitting on pews if you're really into this. You want to hang out. Like Billy's gym. Yeah. You fellowship right. through working yeah. out yeah. together, right? right? right. Well, so you'll get these dudes show up. They want, they enjoy driving screws and hitting hammers. Yeah. Well, they're talking about God and Jesus. They're serving Jesus for these people. It's all together. Yeah. And they didn't just sit on a pew, man. In fact, some of them don't even never sit on pews. Right. Um, do I want them to? Yeah. yeah, that's a whole other thing, DJ. But um, So this woman was like, Chris, what am I going to owe you? What am I going to owe you? What am I going to owe you? And I finally, we we were there. We're outside, and she's asking me again on the porch. And I was like, ma'am, you see all that wood? And like, yes, yes, on the trailer, yes. You see all these men, yes. You see all these tools out here, yes. We're going to make you a ramp. And then we're going to clean up. And then you see all these trucks. Everybody's going to get in their truck. All of this trailer will be gone. We will be gone. We won't talk to you again unless you come outside. And you don't know it's a dime. And she said, "Oh my gosh, y'all are doing this. Y'all don't just talk about this. It's not like yes,
0: man.
1: Yeah, we didn't know nothing. Now I can't do every one that way. And now I'm getting calls literally in Shreveport. Going, and, I, and you can fuss <laughs> at me, DJ, but I'm like, sir, I can't come to yeah. Shreveport. You know, somebody in Shreveport.
0: Not, is yet. not yet. Not yet. God bless you, DJ. God bless you, man. God bless you, man. Able
1: God bless you, brother. Yeah. So yeah, we we do that. We we have, uh, um, you know, beside of course, you can, number one, the men that have come to know Christ." That will call me and meet me at a deer camp. Yeah, I, I, and again, they're not walking that. They're not walking that aisle, DJ. You understand yeah. that? Yeah. It don't matter. You ain't got to walk that aisle. But we'll meet at a deer camp. I'm gonna give you one really quick. Um, I meet this guy, and the reason I'm gonna give you this, you're gonna get it. But um, we meet in the middle of nowhere, out in the woods, and um, he, he, you know, he's like, "Man, Chris, I, I don't know if I'm saved. I need to get saved." I, I was like, "Man, have you ever asked Jesus? In your heart? No, no." I was like, "You believe in God? Yes." You believe Jesus' son. Yes. You believe uh, he died on the cross for your sins. Yes. You believe he rose on the third day. Yes. This was n- There was no knowledge thing going on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He knew all this. I didn't have to do nothing. Of course, God doing it through me. But I was like, so you've sinned and you need Jesus in your heart and you need forgiveness of sins. Yes. But you just never asked him into your heart. No. I've never asked him. like, brother. So I'm fixing to do a prayer. It don't mean nothing unless you do it. It's easy. We just went back over that, Yeah, DJ. You know, like, hey, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you're God's son. I believe you died. And, you know, I do a little bit, and then he'd say it. I'd go, it don't mean nothing unless you say it. I say, so I got to the sin part. And, I, and this is the only, first and only time it's ever happened, DJ. And I didn't ask for this. I said, I've sinned, and I'm asking for forgiveness of sins. And then he starts doing it, and I'm not going to say. And there ain't nothing that I hadn't done. I'll I'm telling you. Prepared. He repeating. starts breaking them yeah. down. Yeah. And DJ got to me. Ooh. I start weeping, my yeah. man. And he's weeping. He's sucking it up. Big old field, you know, yeah. out the We're just weeping. Yeah. Ain't nobody here to see this. <laughs> and uh he accepts Christ. Yeah. And through men of courage, if you will. God does all that. But and uh he ain't been in no church since then. And I wished he would. Yeah. But he's not gonna be that guy. Yeah. But he learns about God and Jesus at men of courage. But so we do that. M- marriages have been saved. Um, um, dudes have literally, I'm going to give you another crazy one. They, they, they will show up on meth to eat a chicken yeah. fried steak. Yeah, them. of course. They're not showing up at church to do that. Yeah. And I was, the guy comes up after one, he goes, man, I need some prayer. And I'm like, okay, brother, what are we praying for? He goes, I got to get off this meth. And I'm going to tell you, Chris, I did an eight ball for come up in here. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. Let's pray right now. You know, that guy went into detox at a clinic the next day there you and, go. and got out. There you um, go. But um, we give law we, in Webster Parish, which is a small parish. We had two law enforcement officers last year killed in the line of duty, and uh, we gave their widows a pretty good bit of money. Yeah. Um, but DJ, that's what I'm saying. You see me at the barbecue yeah. thing. I, you know, I my barbecue was horrible. No, you Yours want was something. awesome. You, no, you man. Want I did I, I wanted <laughs> third plate <laughs> rice and chicken. I didn't win nothing. DJ, my 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 brisket. Looked like horse meat from from, from <laughs> Mexico. It it moved like a Jello mold. Yeah. And uh and 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 y'all's was just so clean. But anyway, so um, I just did that to hand out Bibles and talk about Jesus. Yeah. And um, th- th- I'm gonna kill you one more time. But at the end of that, I I, I was tired and it was hot. I'd never done that before. That, was, that turned out to be work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot, it's a lot of lot work. Of work
0: yeah. It's hot too. Yep. And it's two and days of straight cooking.
1: I, you know how it goes. I, I was done, but I hadn't cleaned up yet or yep. took nothing home. I, I had done. Got tired. Mm-hmm. And. I was coming out of the deep. The, I think we had turned brisket in, let's say, 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was smoking hot. I was tired. I had done done the thing. Why was I? Why am I here today? And these these um, mm, Bayou Door Cheats sent some dudes out to clean the street. Yeah. And I walk out, and I done gave out a bunch of bottles. You've seen me do it. But I was like, hey, boys, y'all got a Bible? No, no, no. So I give them all a Bible, go on about my way. Then I go to two weeks later to pick up some lumber at a lumber yard. And this one, like most of them, you go down to the yard after you've ordered, and then they'll have a guy walk you around mm-hmm. and put the boards on for you. And um, I go down there and I get out, and it's 1,014 degrees. Mm-hmm. And this guy <laughs> has been in that. I don't know how they do it, walking around doing boards all day. And he was a dude, DJ, even you, and you are unbelievable, good looking. But he is—he's another head taller than you, and he looks like you, yeah. you know. And um, he's doing the boards, and um, I got one of those moments, and God said ask this guy if he wants a bible Chris i don't i don't say no anymore but i fuss still and i'm like really I'm on the end of a boards we're doing that right and it's hot and he doesn't look very happy and i'm like right now yes yes sir so i go hey buddy um he stopped hey buddy would you would you like a bible and he's super nice to me when i don't know why we get so scared but he goes uh Man, you know what? i got a Bible at my grandma's house. Um, I think I'm good. I said, okay, yes, sir. And then I do about three boards each day, and then I do the other stupid thing. God, what the heck, man? You yeah. think I want to do that today? Which, who are we to talk like that? But he stops. i got my boarding hands, like, you know, angle down, stopped, Like He's looking at me hard. And he says, man. And then it was so funny, like I was going to take that away. He goes, he, but he was, and you're going to get this. He goes, can I still have that Bible? He said, "Man, it's gonna be a long time since I see that house, and I might never see that Bible again. And I do want a Bible, and I'm like, hey, you know, so this is what I do. So on my side, it's so funny. It's like, am I? Am I? He can he still do this on my side?'" I'm like, "Greatest thing in the world, right? We just yeah. boom. The angels are singing. So I run in my deal, and and um, we, we. I want to put a man's name on it, like DJ. But if we can't, I got Bibles that say Webster Parish Men of Courage, and give them Jesus on them. Yeah, and that's as personable as I can make them." So, which is pretty dang neat. And now people kind of ask for those Bibles now. It's kind of cool. But so I want to take it out of the sleeve because I want to show him it's a nice leather Bible. Not got nothing to do with money. I I love you. I'm fixed to give you something nice. Yeah. And I pull it. So before they throw it away, you know, but, and I, so I pull it out of the sleeve and I'm like, Hey, I just want to show you really quick. It's a it's a nice leather Bible, but it's got this on for you. And he says, are you Chris plants? And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, and then come, some of the old days come in. You're like, "I'm just getting yeah. killed." You know? <laughs> so I said, "I am Chris Plants." He said, "Man, about two weeks ago, one of my buddies got one of these Bibles." No, no, I'm sorry, he didn't say buddies. He said, "I'm gonna get this right." He said, "About two weeks ago, my now this guy's in regular clothes and all." The 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 program is genius. I got to give Webster Parish and Jason Parker this. He said, "About two weeks ago, my cellmate." Yeah got this Bible. It's the exact same Bible. So he's on work release. He's on work release. Got you, got you. And you would never know it. Yep. And he's unbelievable. His name's Jamie. He talked to me uh, this morning on the phone. Mm -hmm. He's gotten out. He said, uh, my cellmate got this Bible, and he told me about you. And he said, or I I said, I have been, I'm sorry, he said, I have been so jealous for two weeks, I've been sitting <laughs> in that cell with him, and he's been reading his Bible. Yeah. And I wanted one of those Bibles so bad. Yeah, DJ, I couldn't have done that if you'd have told me, hook yeah. up with this cellmate. Right, 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 Much yeah. less like that. Yeah. And now he's got that Bible. And he's out on the outside. He, he's introduced me to, I'm going to say a term, baby's mama. And she's got one of our Bibles. And she has come to Women of Courage that we started in Webster Parish. And he's coming to Win- Men of Courage.
0: There you go. Yes. There you go. That may have been way more than you no, wanted, DJ. No, but we're going to have to wrap it up. DJ tell, tell me when. Tell me But um, I'll say this. You've uh, done a lot of things in your life, a yes. lot of interesting things. Yes, you You've, have too. You, hey, you put a lot of people, bad people away. Yes, yes. And you bring a lot of them back to yes, the light. Yes, so to. I appreciate to. you, man. Thank, thank you I appreciate you your energy. Me. I appreciate your honesty. Yes, sir. And your yeah. courage, sir.
1: Brother, thank you for letting me talk about yes, sir. God and Jesus today. Thank you, sir. All right, that's
0: a wrap. Love you, DJ. Love you too, man.